Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Pass caught, touchdown, Hunter Henry. A statement on a Thursday night by Justin Herbert. Here's one downfield, and the tight end, what a throw, what a catch. Touchdown, Raiders. Darren Waller, Herbert going deep, he's got his man. Pass is caught, that's Guyton again. Yes, Justin Herbert, the deep strike to Jalen Guyton, setting up the Chargers at the Raiders goal line after a bit of a messy uh, next couple of plays, Justin Herbert finally ends the game with a QB sneak. Final score, Chargers 30, Raiders 27 in overtime, effectively ending the season of the Las Vegas Raiders, who, yes, they did it again for the second December in a row. They have collapsed, and this one hurts more than all the others combined. Dan Hans is here with Mark Sessler. That was Joe Buck with the call on Fox and NFL Network. Uh, Mark, the Raiders are dead, and they have no one to blame but themselves because they were set up on the first drive of overtime, first and goal, inside the Charger 5. They got a little bit cute, overly cute, uh, settled for three, and then left the door open, and we saw what happened. Yeah, I don't think they leaned on their strengths. Um, Darren Waller would have been an obvious target in that situation. Um, you know, it's it. this game had so many twists and turns. One theme... And tell me if you disagree, that sort of stuck out to me was that both teams were um, prancing out their overt weaknesses. Uh, like <laughs> the, the Raiders uh, yes. put all this effort into stopping the run and they did a good job. And the Chargers um, out of the gate, one of the reasons that the first half shot by in like 52 minutes was that both both teams' quarterbacks, because you lost Carr and had Mariota, 
were so efficient. And that extended to Justin Herbert, who was like 16 for 20. And they were absolute magic through the air. And yet the Chargers did the most Chargers thing ever. And their overt weakness is decision-making, um, special teams gaffes, and not getting out or of the corner simply, they build for them. just Anthony Lynn. Go on. No, no, exactly. Like, it's 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 sort of, you know, it was spice from every other Chargers game, but there were four or five plays in the first half and in early into the second where I thought, why are you attempting to run the ball here? I know that that's what Anthony Lee wants to do, but, um, yeah, when they threw the ball, they were very successful early on, and um, this probably just should not have gone to overtime. It was the gaffes of both teams, and, I mean, there's a lot to get into there. Uh, it, very imperfect operations, and, I mean, the Raiders are not a playoff team, and over the last... You know, almost a month. They've proven that, and they've lost the quarterback now, but maybe found a better one. Yes. Well, okay. That, mean, that's, for tonight, that's, that's a loaded comment. For the night, it was uh, a special night for Marcus Mariota, who had been in mothballs for essentially a year and a half. Came to the Raiders and couldn't even beat out Nate Peterman as the backup quarterback until three games ago. That's when he moved up the depth chart uh, for Vegas, and then. Derek Carr scrambling, uh, looking to see, uh, find someone open in the first quarter uh, toward the goal line, toward the sideline, does something very bad to his groin. It looked painful, and he went straight back to the locker room. You don't see him again, and you think, oh, well, that's the Raiders' season. And then I was thinking to myself, because I'd forgotten, who is the Raiders' backup? Who is coming on? There's Marcus Mariota. And I thought that was a... Um, big takeaway from the game, and maybe it is a drop in the bucket uh, in the big picture of the NFL going forward because Mariota will be go back to being the guy that he was for four years in Tennessee if he ever got more of a chance. Or, you know, who knows? Like, the world is crazy, and so is the NFL sometimes. What we saw from Mariota was really, really fun, and I know he had a couple uh, bad passes, and he wasn't perfect, but I was just amazed a guy could be totally cold coming off the bench with no game action, no preseason, as we all know, and just enter the game and just be throwing these darts and these beautiful touch passes for 45 yards to Darren Waller in the end zone, running like quick twitch athleticism, like looking like a number two overall pick, the guy the Titans um, thought they were going to have for 15 years. So that was like, for that to to have that as a Raiders fan, as John to be John Gruden and be like, not only did our backup come in when it seemed like all was lost, but he played awesome and then still not find a way to keep your season alive. That is bitter. That is a bitter taste. It's a bitter way to go, and I, I think it probably helped the Raiders that you know a lot of these teams try to find backups that are similar fits to the starter to run the same exact offense, but Mariota came in and completely changed the environment with what he could do with his legs, and I thought that caused a ton of problems for for Los Angeles. I mean, this was the kind of game where um, I, I don't know who to point more fingers at. Uh, I didn't love uh, John Gruden challenging um, a two-yard gain. Uh, okay, you got that, but on the next um, play, Justin Herbert converted. Uh, there was um, the double whammy, which I don't even know if I've seen this. Um, and if I had, it probably slipped memory, where they received double fouls on a play, um, which the only way that can happen is with a combination of pass interference and face mask, and they did that. And it's like did it. both of these teams sort of were screaming to say, please, opponent, steal this game from me. Um, and the Chargers <laughs> had their own versions of that. They're a maddening team, and it, it extended to special teams. Michael Badgley, um, I, you know, I, oh, I, it's just geez. I feel like we're saying the same stuff over and over. But um, I guess, you know, when you have Justin Herbert, um, 
I trusted him to move the ball on that final drive, and it would have been nice if he just shut it down with that final pass. Um, a little bit underthrown there, um, but they found a way out of this. I had no idea who was going to win with three or four minutes left because it was just one of those games. I mean, unbelievable. You don't want to kick Anthony Lynn while he's down, but I'm also sick of, and this goes for our podcast and everyone else, everyone has to qualify it, but we love Anthony Lynn as a person. Yes, it's been said over and over again. Uh, let's just stick to the facts of what's happening on the field. The guy stinks. He doesn't, uh, He, in terms of the head coach and, and the mechanics of the end of a game and making strategic decisions, he doesn't really have it. And um, he's going to, if it doesn't work out in L.A. and he doesn't get another year, which I don't think he will, he will join someone else's coach. See, I'm doing it again. He will join someone else's coaching staff and be a great addition. But this ain't working. I mean, you have Michael Badgley who entered this game with seven field goal misses. And with less than four minutes to go, you play for a 46-yard field goal, essentially, with Michael Badgley. Uh, which he misses left. They get the ball back after the Chris Harris interception. They again played conservatively and attempt a 51-yard kick. And to top it off before, of course, he misses that one. I believe it was short and to the left. Uh, uh, Anthony Lynn ices his own kicker. Ices, it's crazy. <laughs> then the Raiders take over. And I don't even know what they were, what John Gruden was thinking, but the, I know they didn't have a lot of time. Uh, but for it to end with getting near midfield, doing a sneak to get the first down, and then clocking the ball with two seconds to set up a 65-yard field goal that then your sna- the snap holder drops and you don't even get that off. That was wacky. And then that takes us finally now to overtime as I just spin through qu- as quickly as po- possible, Mark, all the coach uh, foul-ups at the end of this game. The Raiders get the ball. The Chargers' defense is gassed at this point. Uh, and it looks like the Raiders are going to save their season. They get the ball. And they go immediately, start marching down the field. Uh, Booker for seven on the run. Mariota, run for 13. Mariota to Zay Jones for nine. Jacobs for two. Uh, incomplete. Mariota, uh, right tackle again, 17 yards on the ground. Jeff, Jeff, Josh Jacobs, three yards. Then Josh Jacobs, eight more yards. They get set up first and goal at the four. Run to Jacobs for one yard. Run for Jacobs for negative two yards. They uh, The Chargers call timeout, and Mariota comes out with an alignment with, I believe, three tight ends. And Mariota rolls to his right, leaving Darren Waller on the weak side to just stand around doing nothing on a day he had 150 yards and a touchdown, and targets Alec Ingold in the flat for a well, no chance him. of a touchdown score, fourth down to kick the field goal. And, and I guess John Gruden in his head is thinking, I know my secondary was hideously embarrassed in the first half, by Justin Herbert, but I'm sure they have one stop in them. Are you kidding me? And it wasn't even close. And, Just and a bad job all around by the coaching. It, in this. A terrible job, and I and it and it did give us something pleasant. Um, a couple I thought. Uh, rather annoyed uh, Troy Aikman quotes. Um, one of them was, uh, you know, just describing the Raiders' pass defense, to your point on that last drive, but this came earlier in the game, and he was just sort of watching them get fried repeatedly. He just sort of said, it's hard to understand. And I, I love that sort of, that's a very Troy-ism, where you know, you, you right. know he you just know wants to be, a, yep. you know what he's saying. He's, he's being generous to, to Gruden. And uh, they get a second one. Um, when, uh, you know, the first field goal for the Chargers missed, he said, boy, that just didn't look good from the beginning. And uh, <laughs> well, I saw one, uh, someone on Twitter named Namita, I'm not sure who that is, um, put underneath that quote, 
ancient Chargers special teams proverb because it is. It happens every week. It seems to be a weekly thing with them. So I don't know how you flush out these issues without making um, the compelling and, and you know case that this coaching staff needs to go. And it's uh, we. You said it really well. It's not a personal thing, but um, th- this is just not acceptable in 2020. Uh, NFL circles. I mean, with with the <laughs> analytics, with the with the looks. I mean, special teams cannot be treated as a cast off part of the operation. I mean, they're lucky to get out of here with a win. I mean, they this they, game was they, ridiculous. They did, and they and I mean, the, the Raiders' season is over, and they have just as many questions. And I know Gruden has this ten year contract. I like Gruden. I think he's a good coach, but you got to look at these games down the stretch, and and you're, these are bona fide meltdowns. Yeah, I mean, Paul Gunther gets fired. You didn't see any improvement uh, with Rod Marinelli as the DC. That because it's a personnel issue, probably more than a scheme. Maybe maybe Gunther wasn't doing the job uh, from that perspective. But obviously, they don't have enough guys. And it should be said, it's not just the fact that the guys aren't good enough that they have on the roster. They're totally banged up. On top of it, I believe Vegas was missing four defensive starters. But I mean, along right, with their offensive coordinator who had who had Corona. I mean, there was right. a lot happening in this game. I mean, and it was so fitting. For the game to end the way it did, where Herbert has gotten wide open for a walk-in touchdown, underthrows him, but he got hit as he threw it, so it sets you up at the goal line, and then it gets super sloppy, including and you this you know time will forget this. Justin Herbert fumbles at the goal line, a live ball in the end zone. If the Raiders fall on that, that is goes right up there with any other bad Chargers loss in the last ten years. Uh, but for once, the Chargers. Um, you know, don't completely collapse and, and burst into flames. Uh, they recover that fumble, and then Herbert goes in just barely uh, on the next play to close it. So, yeah, the Raiders are done, Mark. We send them out to the cornfields. The Chargers are already there, so they essentially came out to chaperone them uh, into the darkness, and that sets up beautifully for your Brownies, Mark, because the Raiders had a tiebreaker on the Brownies. Um, is there any way where the Browns miss the playoffs now? Is there a path? I think if they were to com- if they were to pull a Raiders and you know somehow lose to the Giants and Jets, I who mean, can get we- who can get them? At well, this I mean, point. I, I'd have to I'd have to dig into the into the math, but I mean, like the but the Raiders being out of the mix that um, that helps a lot. Huge. But the Dolphins could catch them, the the Colts or Titans, um, the Ravens. I mean, that, and the, they, I mean, and I should it, say the Raiders because if the Browns lose out sure. and the Raiders win out, the Raiders then have that tiebreaker again. So the Browns just take care of one or both of those John, of New York teams. And, and oh, the if Browns they lose, clinch. if the Browns were to lose three in a row, you don't want to. I'm not going to. I will try to con, you know contain myself, but that will not be a pretty. <laughs> no, show. we don't want that. We don't want that. All right, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, again, it was a game with a lot of stuff going on, a lot of wonky stuff going on. I know Rosenthal's pissed because this is the exact type of game where he has about 7,000 points he wants to make about it. And I we, was thinking that's... We have to like try to calm him down, but we can't because uh, he's just so excited. But uh, I'm sure uh, it will come up on next week's preview episode. And one last note, Marcus Mariota, uh, one of those weird incentive things was going on. If he would have won that game, got the ball in the end zone, uh, first and goal from the four... Uh, he would have made a million dollars in incentives. He still got a bunch of money because he played 60% of snaps in a game uh, and his base salary jumped up next year, but it would have jumped up to essentially a $1 million payday. 
alas, it wasn't meant to be. But good for Marcus Mariota. You know, sure. Now he can be like one of these, you know, um, shiny couples in these commercials buying multiple cars for each other on Christmas. <laughs> he could literally go out and do that right now without any problem. I mean, we've we've taken sixty percent of the snaps on two podcasts today. Are we? Is there going to be a hike in our base we salary? Get, I, I would suggest no. We get absolutely nothing, and mm. I would suggest because you pointed out the, that Lexus December to Remember ad campaign, which is insane. I can't do um, it. SNL which has been very hit or miss this year, more miss than hit, but they perfectly um, <laughs> I watched that. sent that up uh, this past week. So check that out if you haven't, everybody. Okay, that's it. That's the Thursday Night Football recap. Next time you hear from us, we'll be uh, with Greg and hopefully Wes with a little bit of a, a dash of Nick Shook, and it's hard to just have a dash of that man. But that's what we get on Sunday night, the recap uh, flagship show. So thank you to everybody for listening. And uh, until Sunday night, oh, Raiders. Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.